0: You know I'm gonna get you, get you yeah, whatever it takes to Hello and welcome get to the Basement Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, first of all, congratulations to Matthew
1: on his graduation. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I can absolutely say with, with the utmost certainty that I was one of the only sober human beings on Sunday, and I actually couldn't believe myself. And that was still at a drink. After having 11 cores lights, and I was as sober as can be. Well,
0: you know what they say you have to have at least eight glasses of water a day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really I, honestly, I just didn't because of how hot it was, because of like, I just didn't really want to, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I didn't want to indulge. all all that much and I think also it helped that I was probably sweating out the booze if we're being quite frank and honest with ourselves but I just really didn't want to indulge Like I haven't as crazy as this is going to sound also I just haven't had the urge to to throw it back
0: so was it an outdoor ceremony we fucking
1: fried our asses off at St. John's it was disgusting That's
0: why I was happy that our graduation, um, I mean, obviously, we we didn't graduate the same year, but, you know, our graduation was indoors, it was in the Macarena, air conditioning, fantastic.
1: And this is why Hofstra University is the number one university in New York and in the world, because we have indoor graduations. St. John's could never have an indoor graduation, Adam. I mean, come on, those peasants. Those Catholic school peasants, come on. They can't have an indoor graduation. I mean, there was someone at the ceremony, I will say, that was bitching and complaining that they couldn't use MSG for the ceremony on Sunday. But I had to say kindly under my breath that there was uh, something else that was a little more important than some schmucks graduating college happening at MSG on Sunday. Yeah, something just slightly, slightly more important. Slightly more important and bring slightly more revenue to MSG and the MSG company than a St. John's graduation would. Yeah,
0: no, my high school graduation was outdoors and it was not, it was very hot. And that was in June. So it's a, yeah, mine was too. It's in late June. So it was, it was hot, very, very hot.
1: Yeah. No, it was, absolutely fucking disgusting my high school graduation I remember I was just sweating through the fucking gown and and even even Sunday I was just I was I was dying I was like please just get me the hell out of here and then it just, got, it just got to a point where people were walking across the stage getting their diplomas and walking out because it was just so hot and they couldn't they couldn't fucking stand anymore I, I, I mean I don't blame them I, I don't blame them like what do what you what are you gonna do you gotta hold kids hostage and and make it so they can't leave because it's so hot like if it was it was 65 70 degrees I, I, that's one thing that's one thing like you, you could stay and hang out for that but when it's 90 degrees with 89 90 humidity yeah no no you can't make someone fucking stay in that you can't make you can't have people that are attending stay in that either
0: yep it, it's very hot I mean couldn't they have gone to what is it called the Karnesecker arena or um, the basketball stadium.
1: Well, they had they had a live stream of the um, of the event in Conaseca, uh, but they it's too small for a graduation. That was just purely all of the undergrad of St. John's. Well,
0: you know it's funny for not to bring this back to high school again, but the rain contingency for high school was like the gymnasium where you have like all the assemblies and the uh, basketball the basketball team plays and it was like each family was limited tickets because obviously there's limited seating in the gymnasium compared to just the outdoors where it's on a on a football field so um, i can kind of see that a little bit but at least for us i mean they kind of in college like they got they got around that by just splitting the graduation into two into two uh, halves basically
1: and splitting it by school. Yeah. Like with us, it was, we graduated with, when I did it, it was uh, the com kids. It was the business kids. And I think it was, it wasn't poli-sci. It was, it was one other. It was one other uh, school that we gra- we graduated with. I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, we graduated with the school. It was, was common business. We
0: split Graduated with the School of Applied Sciences, I think, is what, it was, is what it's called. Because um, Adam and Jacob, who and John, my three best friends in college, uh, graduated. You know, they graduated with degrees in computer science. So, and we were in the same in the same room, so we graduated together. So, smart, I think
1: smart fuckers.
0: Yes, they are quite. But uh, yeah, so they gradu- they graduated at the same time that. Uh, myself, and all the other calm kids graduated. I think the business school was with us, too.
1: Those fucking dumbass COM kids.
0: I know. Fucking losers. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I was very happy to shake Generelli's hand. Oh, absolutely. On the the stage, I was like, oh my god, Generelli. We did it. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. I think I hugged him. I he was one of my favorite professors. Oh, I
1: absolutely I absolutely did. Carl Generelli at our at our graduation. This class fucking kicks ass. Or go kick some fucking ass in the real world. Some shit like that. And all the fucking comm kids, all the business kids have no idea who the hell this guy is. They're all in their seats fucking <laughs> clapping, whatever, whatever. And then the fucking comm kids were all just going fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know who that guy is we we know we know who that is that's our guy that that is our guy yes that is our guy that is that is a part of team lawrence herbert school of communication carlo generelli correct um do you remember who your commencement speaker was yes it was uh ronan farrow the guy who did all of the new york times stuff on the um um Harvey Weinstein oh information yes, cool yes that's who that's who we had and he was very good. he was very good. yep we had Wolf Blitzer really was, really huh
0: I know see that that's an interesting one he he was really interesting also he was like kind of talking about his career and how he got started in the industry. It's kind of weird. Honestly, like, because it's not just calm kids graduating, it's calm business, applied sciences, and they just have media people do the uh, commencement speak or the commencement speech. But, you know, when you got big names like Ronan Farrow and Wolf Blitzer, why not? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? I mean, for for my buddy's undergrad, he went to Albany. His commencement speaker was Chuck Schumer.
0: That's very cool.
1: Well, (laughs) well, about that, he had, he was telling me that half of the audience booed him and half of the audience cheered him.
0: (laughs) Well, you are in upstate New York. So,
1: yep. Well, it's Albany. It's Albany. So it's, it's, you know, it's split. And then you have kids that are from, you know, upstate New York. And then you have kids from the city, you have kids from Long Island. You know, it's like, you know, it's a melting pot of political ideologies.
0: Yep. As you, as we learn every four years, New York is more purple than you think it is.
1: I would go as far as to say it's. It's basically red outside of the city. Yeah. It's red outside of your big cities like Buffalo, Albany, um, New York city, obviously. Um, And even, even like, you know, Nassau County too is, 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 I would say like light, lightish blue. But yeah, then it's like well, Long just... Island. Long Island. It's like the further, the further out east you go, the more the color changes. It's like the the western part of Long Island is dark blue. Then you start working your way across, you get your more, you know, middle blue, then like your lighter blue, then your lighter red, then your more moderate red, and then your deep, deep, deep red. As you uh, as you make your way out to uh, to the east end of like Montauk, Hampton, Southold, all that all that all that so good what stuff. You're say-
0: so what you're saying is all of those wine farmers living out on Orient Point just all have guns and are Republican.
1: I can confirm. Yes, yes, <laughs> I can. I can confirm.
0: By the way, Orient Point, beautiful place. Love Orient Point. Love Orient.
1: Love, 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 love Orient.
0: Yep. Take the, ferry, take the ferry
1: up to Connecticut. It's, hey, And once you, take the, fer- you take the ferry over to uh, Connecticut, 10-minute bus ride to Mohegan, baby. Yeah. I, my favorite fucking place. I'm going there in two weeks. That ferry is really fun, honestly. I don't know if I would call a ferry to be fun, because I just don't like boats. I'm not a boat guy, but once you get there, I'm like, I know I'm going to fucking Mohegan. I'm going to play poker because so my fucking eyes bleed. Hell, Hell yeah. You do like yeah. a boat.
0: You're basically like it feels like you're on a train but on the water like it doesn't feel like you're on a boat
1: unless you're out, unless
0: you're outside if you're in there just like sitting at a table reading a book playing a video game whatever
1: it see, doesn't feel anything like... see anything that, that where I know I'm moving in my head I can't look down because I get motion sickness hmm so that fucks me up yeah I'm kind of like that with car with like reading. In a car in the car? Oh, in the car, if I'm sitting in the back if I'm sitting in the back seat of a car, even the front passenger seat, I can't I can't look down like at my phone or or, or anything. Because I will just I I'll I'll get car sick. Simple as that. I have to be now if I'm driving, that's another thing entirely.
0: Yeah, it's it's very weird. I don't really know why it happens. But weak links. Weak links probably. I, I guess. I don't know.
1: Softies, soft, uh, millennial softies who just think everything, every, every mental thing is a problem. Apparently,
0: depending on who you ask.
1: Apparently. Depending on who you ask. That it, that's a very key caveat, actually, depending yes. on who you ask. Depending on who you ask. Yep. All right.
0: So, Mr. Birdsall, as we usually do here, what is your deep sleeper?
1: So there, were, there, there was one thing that I was going to say, but we have talked about it at nauseum and for the sake of, well, it's 11 o'clock on Thursday night, and I really want to go to bed. Um, we're not going to be talking about the fact that the Obi-Wan series comes out on Friday. So I'm just going to put it out there. That was what it was going to be. But the fact that we have already killed about 15 minutes of this podcast talking about college and the geopolitical climate of New York. Um, I am not going to be talking about And car about... sickness. And car sickness, yes. And, and, and Mohegan. I, I'm not going to be talking about Obi-Wan, but you you guys already know how hyped I am about this fucking series. And yes, we will be talking about how incredible the series is next week. Do not get that fucking twisted. Um, but the deep sleeper that i actually actually going to come up with uh, for this week is... You can't escape it, Adam. You may not be on the fantasy show, but you can't escape the football. And here we are. I, I, my deep sleeper this week is Weddle. Have you heard about Weddle, Adam? I think it's Weddle. Oh, this is fantastic. So you know Wordle? Yes. Weddle is Wordle for NFL players.
0: Hockey has a, one of those two.
1: couple, yep. Yeah. I play both every day. But the great thing about Weddle, I think about Weddle, is you have two words. You have an easy word, so you have it narrows down your your player database. But then the hard version is every player in the National Football League, and that is just my. Well, I, I get to the hard stuff. I'm like, oh, bring it on, bring it on.
0: That's a that's interesting. I mean, it really. Tells me that uh, wordle and wordle adjacent things have kind of jumped the shark. Where now everything has to have its own wordle. It's a little pretty weird. much. It's kind of like Monopoly or Scrabble, where like once you get into the variants, where you have so many different variants of that game or whatever, then it's kind of like, oh, this is getting weird now. You know? Oh,
1: but but see see the different the, diff, the main differences? Like I played Wordle pretty consistently for a month, and I was just kind of like, okay, I can't really do this anymore. With Weddle and Couple, I've played them every day for the better part of the last month and a half. Interesting. It is fantastic. It is so me and so what I love that I just I'll get up in the morning, I'll be like, all right, Weddle couple time. Let's go. All right. The hard cool. the hard version is by bread and fucking butter because well I fucking do this for a living. So if I don't get it every day, I'm fucking pissed.
0: So is the the word in either one or a couple is it like a player's name or just a term?
1: Well, you or? have you have seven cat it's seven categories that it's listed by. So you have obviously the name of the player, but it breaks it down. So it'll give you conference, it'll give you division, it'll give you Position. It'll give you the height. It'll give you the weight. It'll give you the jersey number, and based on you know the hints that that that, that it gives, it it narrows it down for you. So you're not just putting in like random players. Like you, you like, let's say you put in, uh, let, let's just say like, let's say the player you're going for is like uh, is like Josh Allen. Let let us just say, and you guess Mac Jones. You it'll let you know you have the quarterback right. You have the division right. You're lower on the number, so the player's number would be higher than 10. If you put in Mac Jones, Josh Allen being 17, it would be he'd be taller than six one. Josh Allen being six five, so it, it'll just narrow it down uh, for you. Gotcha. And then once you, and it gives you the team too. So obviously, it wouldn't register. You know, if it's not the, if it's not the uh, the Buffalo Bills.
0: Interesting. That's it's a that's a, that's fantastic. a deep sleeper.
1: fantastic i urge everybody especially those that are loyal fantasy show listeners uh play well it's fantastic stuff
0: all right so my deep sleeper is interesting have you listened to uh blue shirts breakaway at all like this week's episode a little bit so did you get to the part my deep sleeper strip club's
1: Oh, yeah. I literally just listened to it today. Um, I mean, first of all, I believe the term that, that our good friend Greg Kaplan used was uh, strippies. 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 Strippies.
0: Yeah, my deep sleeper is Strippies. <laughs>
1: Good is. God, good God. Is, is this the part where I have to turn into Ryan and uh, it just cut you off at every single sentence just so, just so you don't get in trouble, Adam? You're so, no. You're, this, the roles are, are supposed to be reversed here. You are the one who is supposed to save me from getting into trouble, not me save you from getting into trouble. Well, I think it's just funny
0: that this story came out that, um, that the Florida Panthers just
1: went to a yes bird. Oh my fucking god! I don't. I, I'm sorry to, to cut you off. Uh, Calgary was two nothing up. It's three two Edmonton. I'm sorry. It is three two Edmonton. Oh my god! Maybe I should change my inflection. I'm
0: sorry that Calgary might might lose in hey, such bad fashion.
1: Who told you Edmonton was gonna make a run? It was this guy. Yeah. Hey, oh, it's three three now. Hey, Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Goudreau just scores one within, uh, within literally 15 seconds. That's hilarious.
0: New York's own Johnny Goudreau. Oh,
1: and I'm missing this fucking game. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, you're deep sleeping, please. I, yes. I, 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 I sincerely apologize. By the way, it's being left in. Okay. Just,
0: Okay. It's to me, I feel like this is a huge, like, non story almost that they went to a strip club. Adults went to a strip club before a playoff game or after a playoff game.
1: I mean, yeah. What's the fucking problem? I, I like, honestly, what's the big deal? Strip clubs are legal. Yeah. In Florida. If, if, Oh wow. And and Calgary just scored again. 16 seconds. Cal Yoncroc 4-3. Um he's on the hurricane. I mean, he's on the flames. Yes, sir. Oh. Six goals in the third period. Uh second period, excuse me. Shit. Um if you want to go to a fucking strip club, go to a fucking strip club. They have the means to afford such things. Is it a bad look that you're going after a loss?
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, when you're down three-nothing,
1: three and then you eventually get swept. Yes, it is kind of a bad look. Bad look, yeah, absolutely. It, it's not a not a good look at all. But is it a frowned upon activity? No, is a very legal activity that they are partaking in. I, I I don't see what the problem is. I don't know why this is such a a big fucking deal that they decided they were going to go uh, go see the strippies. What's what's the problem? What's the I fucking think, problem? They wanted if, they wanted to go see lady body parts and pay for it and, and yes. pay for it and that that that's fine. That's fine. That is a business transaction that they are taking part in.
0: If I if I may play devil's advocate for a second here, sure. I, th- I think the as you normally
1: ba- do. Go ahead.
0: Yes, and I don't agree with this. I mean, well, I agree with this part of it. If they'd gone to a bar, the reaction, like just a regular bar, not just not a strip club, then I think the reaction would be not as bad, but still bad. Friend upon that they went out to a bar and got shit faced, and Calgary just scored again, didn't they? Ed Benton.
1: Oh, this game gosh. is drunk. This game is fucking drunk. Seven goals in the second period. Can we just stop recording so I can watch Holy this game, shit. like legitimately? Oh my god! Well, we got we we, we could we could power through this. Let's let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. We, okay. we can we can we can we could get we can be on there for the end of the third for the third period.
0: Yes. So I'm saying that the backlash would be bad, but it wouldn't be as bad if they had just gone to a bar, agreed, and got shit faced. But Great. I think because it's a strip club, it's a little, a little bit different because of the connotations of the strip club.
1: And absolutely. Yeah. And no, you, I don't think you're playing devil's advocate there. I I, I think you're right. I think you're right. That if they, if it was just a matter of, oh yeah, they're going, they're going to the bar. They're going to have a nice drink. They're going to go drown their sorrows. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. But it's also, it's also the fact that they're, that they're professional athletes. And then we, we, we hold them into such this, this I guess, high esteem of they can't be human beings. They, they can't choose what they want to do with their life. They can't choose to go to a strip club and spend their hard-earned money the way they want to spend it. They can't go to a bar drown their sorrows after a game. They have to be living the professional athlete lifestyle of, of train play, train play, train play, maybe sleep, maybe eat, train play, train play that consistently, which they're fucking people too. Like let the, let, we're also forgetting these are for the most part, 20, 30 year old kids. Like Guys, go men. fucking nuts. Well, I
0: think that it's worse because they're down three, nothing in a series that sure. people thought that they were going to be more of a part of where they just could not score if their life depended on it sure, and they didn't end up scoring like the life depended on, and they won the president's trophy. It like the optics are not good of this scenario. Yep.
1: I, and, I could not yeah. agree more.
0: Like if they were up three, one or maybe if they were up two one in a series, instead of being down three, nothing and then going to a bar like, okay, great. They're going to celebrate. That's or how awesome. about if
1: they won the game?
0: Well, yeah. If they won the game, then you know that's Coming fine. Of
1: a win, they decide they decide to go to a strip club and celebrate uh, a win. We're not talking about it. It's a non-story.
0: Yeah. If they won the series, then it's the same thing. Going to a strip club or a bar to celebrate is totally fine. But I think it's just the fact that it's in the middle of a playoff series, where like they should be working like. Where they're down big, they should be worrying about how to solve Vasilevsky and not going to a strip club. I mean that's maybe that's more of the devil's advocate of it. But sure, but what's know.
1: really getting do- what's really getting done though at 9 30, 10 o'clock at night?
0: I don't know. Well
1: I feel like after a lot or maybe
0: just the fact that after like a loss like that where you just layer entire you leave everything out on the ice, I wouldn't have the energy myself, I wouldn't have the energy to go out and party all night. Oh, I would.
1: I would. As an athlete, your day your day fucking starts at four o'clock.
0: Right. But I feel like I would be exhausted. I'd be like, no, I don't want to go party. I want
1: to go to sleep. Like, win or lose. You forget what we're talking about here. We're we're talking about high-level athletes that have gas to burn. I
0: mean, yes, they do. I'm just saying for my personal, I mean, also I'm a bit of an introverted person. So I'd probably be the, that's probably how I would go. But anyway, this is the real point is, is that this is kind of a non-story that they went to a strip club.
1: It's a non-story. Strip clubs are fine establishments. People who choose to go there, they are everyday people, just like you and I. Doesn't make them any better. Doesn't make them any worse. And if they choose to go to a strip club, that's their choice. That's their choice. And yep. who are we to hate? Simple. Now, yeah. like like we said, bad luck. Absolutely, absolutely, it's a bad luck. But is it something that you know is a, is like a death penalty? Absolutely not. No way. No I way. Mean, at worst, it's irresponsible. To, yeah. I think I worst. don't know if responsible is the right word. A, a bad lapse of judgment, maybe. Yes. The um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um. For lack of a better word, the Carfax just aren't there. The Carfax. The Carfax. Yeah, show me the Carfax. Okay. 'm looking I'm looking for I'm looking for the word and I, I can't I can't find him you, you get the point the logi- logistically it just doesn't make a lot of sense or, that's one yeah
0: logical like the logic isn't there the thought yep. process is not there
1: the thought process is lacking yes very very much so where
0: you're you're a professional athlete in the middle of a playoff series how did you really think you weren't going to get caught going to a strip club? Allegedly. Uh, Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty much. In the middle of a playoff series. Yep. With all the scrutiny, where there's only, what, eight teams in the playoffs? So they're they're like, listen, if this was in the offseason, who cares? Oh, Jonathan Huberto was was seen in a strip club. Okay, great. And? But because it's during the playoffs, it's different.
1: If they're not married, it shouldn't matter. If they're married, then there's scandal there. And I'm sure that Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Whomever is not going to be very happy with Mr. Whomever. But if they're not right. married, go fucking nuts. But we don't even know who was there. So who cares nope. at this point? Nope. That's, that's, that's why I'm not putting any aim to it.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about these NHL playoffs. Sure. And we can start off with, oh, my God, it's 4-4. I told you it was 4-4. Oh, yeah. That's right. Evan Bouchard was the last one to yeah, score. I told you it was 4-4. So, yeah. So let's get into the NHL playoffs and talk about, um, since we're here, uh, let's talk about the one series that's over, which is the uh, Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, who knows? if I mean, Calgary and Edmonton could be over by the time that this is or the process of being over by the time that we're done recording, but we don't know that yet. So we could just talk about Tampa Bay moving on to the Eastern Conference
1: final. Well, it, it came down in the uh, in the uh, playoff prediction episode that that we uh, that we did, and I I basically went on a limb and I said I'm just going to go with the team that's done it two years in a row, and has maybe the best pound for pound goaltender in the entire playoffs, Andre Vasilevsky. And why are we surprised? That the lightning and Andre Vasilevsky are doing this again. Well, why? Why is this a shock to people?
0: The crazy thing is, is, that Vasilevsky looked mortal during the Toronto series. That's the crazy thing.
1: Yeah, I also think it's 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 a different sort of team. I mean, I'm going to be really, really honest. Uh, I think I saw a lot more talent, pizzazz. I like, the, uh, just on eye tests alone, and this is just me, I know a lot of people are just going to say differently, and maybe they'll look at standings and scores, and they'll say, oh, but these two are ahead of them. I think Toronto on the eye are much more like enjoyable to watch, and I think they play better than Carolina and Florida, the top two teams in the East. That's just me. That's my own opinion. I would even put Tampa uh, above Florida and uh, Carolina, and we'll, we'll talk about Carolina in in a, in a second. But to me, Tampa—they have the experience. They've been there, done that. And it doesn't help either when you basically have the entire team just completely go away in in a series. I mean, who for Florida really stood out in in the series against Tampa? Nobody.
0: Nobody. Well, that's why nobody. they got swept because yeah. nobody did anything. I mean, no, at, like that series, the series looked different when even uh, what was it? Ekblad got absolutely walked mm-hmm. in. Uh, I think it was either game one or game two, game two. But I was like, Oh God, they're in trouble. You know, like Florida wins, wins around for the first time in almost 20, in almost 30 years and then brain turns off. Like, we're done. I don't know.
1: Tampa Bay is just the – yeah. I, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Tampa Bay is the better team for the playoffs. But, like, these playoffs are different in the way that they're being played compared to uh, the past couple of playoffs that we've seen where it's being officiated differently. Uh, refs are calling more penalties. Connor McDavid actually draws penalties because he was one of the guys that complained to the league that not enough
1: penalties are being called in the playoffs, which is true. And Yeah, but what a fucking surprise. McDavid complains to the league, and now the league is being harsh on fucking penalties in the playoffs. I mean, what, what a goddamn shock. Well, yeah, no, I mean, there's no conspiracy here. That's just what happened. Uh, slight conspiracy. I, I doubt the league would be uh, so quick to, uh, you know, change their stance on playoff penalties if, uh, if it was, uh, I don't know, Evander Kane going to the league office and being like, "Hey, Mister Bettman, could we also change how the referees are officiating the playoffs?" Mister Bettman would look at Evander Kane and say, "Ah, you know what, buddy? Fuck you." But because it's Connor McDavid, well,
0: that's why there's no conspiracies because it's the they, the players needed the best player in the league to complain about this to have, to force any sort of
1: change i I see we see this is where we're going to disagree. I I like the fact they don't call anything. I like the fact they let them play.
0: Well, they're not deciding the game. They're trying to not decide the game, but in essence, they are deciding the game because they're rewarding a certain type of play style where teams that, you know, hold and hook and cross check are being rewarded by having that not get called compared to teams that are more skilled. It's two different, it's two different games, two different sports compared to the opposite side of the
1: coin. If you're trying to micromanage a game, the referees become a story of a game and there are calls that are made that should not ever be calls ever. Like I'll give you a great example. I think the cross check tonight that Ian Cole put on Jacob Truba, that is never a penalty ever. It's an interference call, maybe, maybe, but that's, that's a soft call that I never would have given in a thousand years. Honestly, I think uh,
0: Keonji Miller's high stick was also kind of soft because I mean,
1: he was in the vi it was in the visor of Aho, but he's he was try- falling, he's trying, to he's falling over, the clock, loses loses side of the stick. It's high, it makes contact. It's, it's always going to be called. It's always going to be called. It, it's one of those where it's not there's no gray area in that. It's either black or it's white. And unfortunately the stick was high, made contact. It's always going to be a penalty always. Yeah. Well,
0: I think we found kind of a, a balance in refs, letting stuff happen and, and also calling penalties when penalties occur, because especially for Conor McDavid, it feels like every time he has the puck, the only like people are just committing penalties on him. Like there's you, you could call slashing or hooking or anything anytime that McDavid has the puck because defenders just can't stop him. And he's so fast and so skilled with with the puck that you know it's a legitimate disadvantage for the star players, the skilled players, when uh Guys who are not as skilled or have different skills are allowed to get away with more stuff that's illegal in the regular season, but is legal in the playoffs. Just consistency really is what people are looking for.
1: Again, I would much rather lose on calls that weren't made versus calls that were made and are wrong.
0: I don't know. Well, it's still the same. You still. Like it's,
1: it's the same. I don't want, I don't want the refs to ever be a story based on calls that were made that are wrong. I don't remember. I I'm not going to go on about calls that weren't made ever, 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 ever. But I will go on about calls that were made, how the refs jump in and put their impact on a game. Like, tell me, can you tell me a call that wasn't made? that has impacted a playoff game thus far. You probably can't. Now, I can absolutely tell you how the goal in game one that Capococco should have fucking scored against the Pittsburgh Penguins was 100% a good goal. I think and it was the keto. referees just Let's decided go. to say, nope, that's not a good goal.
0: Yeah, because he was pushed into Tristan Jari by uh, Brian Dumoulin.
1: Correct. And that is yeah. 100% a good goal. You can't tell me otherwise.
0: Yeah. I kind of lost my train of thought on this one, but I think it it's just, you know, you're looking for consistency. That's it.
1: You're looking for it, but you're never going to get it because referees are always going to call the game differently. And me personally, I like games that have flow. I don't ever want to see a penalty, uh, a game decided by penalties, ref jumping in and making the story about them. That That's just me. That's just how I am.
0: Well, I think that, I don't know. I think that this is better than what we've had previously. Cause I think that, oh, I do remember what my train of thought was. So I think that the reason that Refs are more, I guess, gun shy in the playoffs is because the impact of penalties, the penalties, fouls, whatever, are way more impactful in the NHL than they are in baseball, basketball, and football, where you're playing. If you take a penalty, you are playing a man down for two minutes at minimum. And so that like making a penalty calling a penalty like that late, it can swing the impact of a game. I mean, look at game seven and overtime uh, between the Rangers and the uh, Penguins. I mean, I feel like it would have been a lot longer before the Rangers would have scored or the Penguins would have scored if uh, the Rangers were not given that power play in overtime. And then uh, Panarin, uh, Scored is going from the right circle but the fact of the matter is is that penalties are way more impactful in the playoffs and in the sport as a whole just because you are going a man down if you take if you take a penalty so the refs are a bit more gun shy as a result of that i mean that's me kind of going through that thought process i mean what do you think about that
1: I mean yeah they could they could be more gun shy but I I think we've seen with with these playoffs that they haven't been more gun shy that they've been more willing to make the calls that are there and and a lot of them have been right I'm not saying that they haven't been but then there are others where it's just kind of like really you, you couldn't just let let it go you know I, I I I'm for I'm for one I always say 50-50 in the regular season you want to call it call it go for it but 50-50 in the playoffs 50, 50 should never, ever be called 51, 49. Sure. Call it 50, 50. Never.
0: Well, I think also, I mean, the refs are calling this stuff in real time.
1: Sure. sure, It's, it's a lot easier said than done, but I, I when you're looking
0: frame by frame, it's like, okay, so here's where the stick hits his face. And in this angle, it actually looks like he's diving. But in real time, it does. It just looks like somebody got hit in the face with a stick.
1: So it's tough.
0: You know, not every referee. Wes McCauley doesn't have Terminator vision where he can just go slow motion.
1: No, unfortunately, it does not.
0: Right. And part of it's game management. I mean, we saw uh, that's the reason why Tim Peel doesn't have a job anymore. I mean, he was going to retire anyway, but he was forced to retire earlier than he originally planned to because he kind of gave the game away. On a hot mic in between, and go heading into a commercial break. The game management is a thing.
1: The hot mics, The hot mics. They they fucking strike when they want to, don't they?
0: Yeah, that's it's up there. It's like top five of one of my great of greatest fears is hot mics.
1: Adam, did you did you pick Florida to beat Tampa? I might have. Oh, sorry about that. I think I, I didn't even. I'd be.
0: I didn't even pick Tampa to go. No, you that did. Far.
1: You did. You did because you picked all the top seeds in your in your final four. Oh. And I rose, I crucified you for well, it. Tampa is Tampa isn't a top seed. No, but Florida is, and you picked Florida. No, well, I'm
0: saying I didn't pick Tampa. I didn't even pick Tampa to be in that game in that series.
1: Oh, you you did pick Toronto. That's true. I'm pretty
0: sure I did pick Toronto.
1: Yeah, you did. I, I'm pretty sure you did. So I'm I'm very wrong.
0: I don't want to look at my
1: bracket. Uh, my bracket. No, I'm almost certain me. you picked it. One, two, one, two. It just I, I know that, but I'm just yeah. Anyway. In the in the buildup, I think I'm I'm almost certain I think I've gotten every everyone right, except for um wild blues. I think that was the only one that I missed. Yeah, and that one's kind of a toss-up. Well, it wasn't much of a toss-up at all. Saint Louis just fucking crushed them. Yeah. But it wasn't who we thought it was going to be. It was a uh, thank you to Jordan Biddington.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I'm saying at the time it was a toss-up.
0: Yes. So, who would, like, we didn't know. But um, let's go. Ed- to-
1: Edmonton will be one of my finer calls if they're able to take this all the way. Yeah. I mean, thank
0: goodness that Conor McDavid is actually going to make it to a conference final for the first time in his
1: career. But we don't, we don't want Conor McDavid to win. Because twenty twenty six, Adam. That's true. We do not want to win. We want we want McDavid to follow the same career path as ninety nine, only skipping a spot along the way. If you get my gist, the same career
0: path. Career path is ninety nine, except not winning four cups.
1: Not winning four cups and not going to LA before going to the Rangers.
0: Or well, he went to LA and St. Louis
1: before the Rangers. True, true, true. He did go to St. Louis before. Yes, correct, correct. All right, so not going to L.A. and St. Louis, just going straight to the Rangers.
0: Yep. How weird he flee he fled Mike Keenan and he went to the Rangers. Yep. Fuck Mike Keenan. He may have won a Stanley Cup, but fuck him as a what? person.
1: Why? He's an asshole. Are you out of your mind? What do you mean? No, you're you're crazy. Any man that wins a fucking cup for my team. That's a fucking goat. Love the team, hate the coach. George Graham played for Arsenal. He managed Arsenal, won the league at Anfield in 89, then was sacked by Arsenal, managed Spurs, and you won't hear a fucking bad word said about George Graham. Same thing with Mike Keenan. I fucking love the band. I don't know. You, yeah. you know me. As the most anti-David Quinn guy in the world. If David Quinn won a Stanley Cup with the New York York Rangers, uh, I would build a shrine dedicated to him. Listen, I'm happy that, that the Rangers won the
0: Cup, obviously. I just don't like Mike Keenan.
1: You're crazy. You
0: are out of your mind. I feel like that team won in spite of Mike Keenan, honestly. I mean, well, they just traded for a bunch of old guys. That's just how it worked. That's just how the Rangers did it back then.
1: And they won the Stanley Cup. They did win the Stanley Cup. With Mike Keenan in charge. You are out of your mind. Can we please go and talk about another series? I am begging you. I want to watch this game. Okay.
0: So let's talk about Colorado and St. Louis. Because why not?
1: No way St. Louis is going out in five. Well, they're not. Because uh, there was no way they were, they were losing that game. Yeah. Down. Down, what were they down? Three, three, nothing, three, one, three, nothing. Something like that. Well, they were down three, nothing. The
0: funny, the crazy thing is, a lot of those guys on that team were on the Stanley Cup team.
1: Yeah. It's a very, uh, very experienced team. They've been there, been there, done that. They're playing with uh, a bit of fire after Nazim Kadri went on Nazim Kadri on uh, on Jordan Bennington. I, Wait, you, more like Jordan Bennington went Jordan Bennington on Nazim Kadri. He threw a water I, bottle at him. Well, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say what what side of the coin are you on? Are you on the are you on the Kadri side? Or are you on the Bennington side? Because I, I I seem to go back and forth with that one. It's it's kind of crazy because I am just the most anti-Nazim Kadri guy in the world. But well, nobody I deserves don't... to have death threats
0: sent sent his way or racist no 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 messages forget, sent their forget way. Forget all
1: that. Forget, forget all that. Do we think that Nazim Kadri was in the wrong? Not really. No. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I see. I kind of think Kadri knew what he was doing. But was it something where he where he had the intent to injure? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. but So I, I kind of. It, it's reputation with me. It really is. Because we've seen him do this before. You sound like Craig Berube it's true we've seen him do it before so it's like it's like Sean Avery we saw Sean Avery wave a stick in front of Marty Brodeur we soon we soon call Marty Brodeur fat ass and a... he, he skates by Tim Thomas and accidentally hits Tim Thomas in the back of the head Tim Thomas wants to start a fucking brawl with Sean Avery but Sean Avery swears he didn't do it on purpose but people are going to say oh because of Sean Avery he absolutely 100% did it on purpose well, the thing it's is, with Kadri. It, it's the same thing. He has that reputation.
0: The thing is, Jordan Bennington has a reputation too for being a, a hothead who likes to start fights and then just skate away.
1: Sure, but Jordan Bennington has never, never actually gone out of his way to injure people like Nazim Kadri has. That's the that's the big difference. Well, that's debatable. A little bit. It's like Colt Moore. It's like it, it, no, not Colt Nor. Excuse me, Chris Simon. Chris Simon smacking Ryan Hallway with the, with the fucking stick did that. Guess what? For the rest of, rest of his fucking career, he was, well, when his career, whatever. Well, that's his career after that. But besides the point, he was that guy that smacked Ryan Hallway with the fucking stick.
0: Well, listen, Nazem Qadri is no Matt Cook here. Oh, at
1: one point he was very similar. Oh, Matt Cook is another guy that can rot in hell. Well, Nazem Nasm Kadri rebuilt his reputation to a point in Colorado. But once a rat, always a rat. That's just the way it works.
0: I guess so. I don't know. The reputation,
1: I... the reputation is never is never gonna leave him. Just like the reputation would never had never left Sean Avery. It's how the reputation never left Matt Cook, how it never left a guy like, let's say, Tom Tom Wilson. That's a fucking great one. Even though Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson is much more skillful. Than Sean Avery was, or um, who was the fucking idiot that I that I just Matt Cook, like Matt or Matt Cook was. Tom Wilson is much more skillful. But guess what? Tom Wilson, he has that reputation. It's well, Tom carry Wilson, with him. It's, it's gonna Tom be Wilson a part of his it. part of his character for the rest of his career, whether you like it or not. Well, Tom Wilson leads into it.
0: Sean Avery lent into it during well, his absolutely career. Absolutely.
1: Sean Avery led, led into it. Absolutely. Sean Avery led into it more than anybody.
0: May, Matt Cook just kept doing borderline, committing borderline assault on players during Mm -hmm. games for his entire career. Pretty much. And I think it's, it's not helpful to come to compare Nazem Kadri to those guys. Cause it's just, he's not the same.
1: I disagree wholeheartedly. He rebuilt his reputation, but the Toronto Nazem Kadri was, he was on that level. I, I don't know very I, much I, so very 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 much so
0: and this is also coming from, yeah.
1: a, from coming from a guy who just I am not a Nazim Kachri guy at all I don't I don't condone what's happened with him after the fact but and I want I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt cuz like I said I think it's like a very 50-50 sort of thing but how can I say with absolute certainty, given the track record, that he did not intend to injure? Which again, I don't think he did, but I can't say with certainty.
0: Okay. And also, I mean, what David Perron did uh, during
1: what was it Game Four? Game Four when he, when he went when he went after Kadri, but the main is, difference, but the main difference with that is people are going to look at Perron and they're going to say, "Oh, he's defending his fucking goaltender." With Kadri, it's, oh, he's looking to go after somebody because, because of the track record. What's Perron done against anybody? Nobody. He hasn't Peron, done anything. Perron's so, a 30-goal goal, score. It's, go, it's going after Nazem Kadri. Well, my thought process was
0: Perron's being a fucking idiot and trying to go after Kadri. Just, I don't know. He,
1: whatever. We're in very different boats. Very, 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 very different, different boats. I, me personally, I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. I would have taken whatever penalty would have gone would have gone with it. You got to defend your teammate. You got to defend your teammate in that situation. To and... go after somebody after they score, though, so, that's ridiculous. Sure, sure. If that's what it comes down to, yeah, sure, I'm with it. If that's what it takes, yes. If that is what is required, yep. Because we look at look at what happened in. Um. In Game Two with the with the Rangers series with Max Domi, oh, excuse me. In Game Three, what happened? Ryan Reese wanted to go at Max Domi for the shit that happened uh, with with Ryan Lingren, and
0: Max Domi another turtle like Bennington is.
1: Well, Max Domi also has never fought anybody in his life. Meanwhile, he thinks he's uh, considered he well, his father. Considering who's he, who he's related to. <laughs> the the, the toughest the tough, gene didn't pass uh, far at all because Max Domi is, Max Domi is a rat. He, he's a turtle. Yeah. He's like Brad Marchand. He, Brad Marchand he, doesn't fight people either. He saw, he, saw he, he, he met his match and was like, no, I want no fucking part of this. Meanwhile, yeah. when it's Ryan Lindgren, he's like, okay, I'll fucking fight you. When it comes to Ryan Reeves, nah, I want no fucking part.
0: Yeah, I'm going to hurt. I'm going to slash. Already injured Ryan Lindgren because I'm such a piece of shit, Max Domi. Mm-hmm.
1: But when it comes That's to Ryan Reeves, Ryan Reeves has something to say to you. Nope, I'm good. Yep. Ty Domi, on the other hand, Ty, Ty would have accepted that fucking fight. He would be like, "All right, let's fucking go." And I yep. fucking respect that. Like if if this is what I always say, Nazem Kadri, that incident happens, he drops the gloves right away. Next night settles the score, done. Respect, done. Score settled. Move on. Same thing with Max Domi. Max Domi dropped the fucking gloves with Ryan Lindgren. They settled the fucking score. What happens? What happens at the end of game four or game three, whatever the, whatever the fuck it was, doesn't happen. But some guys that want to settle those fucking scores and they're going to be chased after. And that, that's the shit that's going to fucking happen.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's a, it, it's a, it's a gray area kind of situation. I
1: think I and am one, I am yeah. one for having to defend one's actions. And like I said, I think Kadri would have gotten a lot of respect. If he was able to drop the fucking gloves, go toe to go toe to toe with Perron and settle that and be like, okay, that's it. Done. I mean, probably,
0: you know, I mean, that's kind of what happened like 25 years ago with the, Claude Lemieux, Chris Draper hit where they just mm-hmm. fought a couple of years later and settled it. Like everybody fought basically, it was like a whole line brawl yeah. that happened, and then that was it. But I, I don't know.
1: I just well, even even in the Cup final with um, with the Devils and the Ducks with the Scott Stevens hit on uh, on Paul Korea. very much very much the same sort of situation. Stevens Stevens levelled that hit on Korea. Stevens had to defend himself. He did, and that was it. And we got also, from that, we also got one of the best goal calls of all time from Gary Thorne. Uh, I love Gary Thorne.
0: On the floor! On the board! Paul Correa!
1: Gary Thorne's my favorite. And we we have to sit through a fucking Ranger series. Let's do Sean McDonough and Ray Ferrara. I want to cloth my fucking eyes out. Ray Ferrara sounds like
0: The Rangers like ran over his favorite, whatever something. They (laughs) rare Ferrara sounds like the Rangers robbed his house, like legitimately. They both don't want
1: to be there. They don't want the Rangers
0: to be there. Is what it sounds like.
1: Oh God no. Oh God no. And I have no idea why. It makes it makes no fucking sense to me. I would think from a network point of view, you would want the Rangers to win. You want. The New York market to be fucking in on it. It generates more money, not just for ESPN, but for the fucking league.
0: Because everybody was, you know, giving the Islanders a bunch of happy endings when they were in the playoffs.
1: Of course, because they're the fucking Islanders, the fucking darlings. I fucking, hmm. Mm, I was going to say a potty word that needed to be beeped, but I'm not going to do it because I really don't want to have to edit this even more than I have to.
0: Right, but like the Rangers, I don't get it. I, I do not understand. The NHL is a be, is better for the Rangers being successful from a money perspective. Absolutely. The Rangers are one of the most valuable teams. It's the Rangers and the Maple Leafs. So They're two most valuable teams in the league. How about the how about
1: most popular? I, I would probably make a case the most popular team, if they were to go to the conference final, if it's not going to be Edmonton, is probably the Rangers. I feel like the top three most popular teams are probably
0: it's probably Rangers, Leafs, Habs, I would think.
1: Oh, it collectively in the sport. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And then you could probably put, you could probably put like the, the Bruins in there as well. Cause Boston does love their hockey. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, the Blackhawks are always going to be up there cause Chicago loves their hockey. The, the original six teams, the original six teams are always going to have a following.
0: But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just the co- the commentary has not been great. No, for, it's been
1: fucking terrible. For the uh, do you want do you want to talk about this Oilers Flame series? Then we can touch on the Rangers and then uh, and then get on out of here.
0: Yes. So uh, the Battle of Alberta. Wow, what a crazy uh, Battle of Alberta!
1: This has been, I think, everything that we have ever hoped this series was going to be, and then some. This series has been un believably good
0: yeah it's weird because Jacob Markstrom just
1: hasn't looked as himself like at all but his his numbers in his career against Edmonton are not good even when he was in Vancouver his numbers were not great against Edmonton and they've they've carried over and he's he's really really his play has been one of the main reasons why Edmonton has been able to really keep this series competitive because we always said Edmonton can score, but it was a matter of would they be limited by Jacob Markstrom and Markstrom's play has been below average and Edmonton have been able to capitalize on that in, in a big way. And let's also call call it spade a spade. Connor McDavid has just been the best player, not just in this series, but in the playoffs, period. He is just unbelievable.
0: I mean, the Oilers could lose in the second round and he could they could lose in the conference final and he could win the Smythe. like he's been that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't. But you, you could absolutely make a case that if you're doing pound for pound. Who are the best players in these playoffs have been? There's two guys who have been above and beyond everybody else. Well, maybe three, maybe three. Uh, Nate McKinnon, Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, McKinnon's goal against the
1: Blues. Oh. oh,
0: uh, The end-to-end goal. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous.
1: ridiculous. It, I he's, know. He's, incre- he's, he's incredible. And everyone, everyone has got to be rooting for the Edmonton Oilers so we get to see McJesus go up against McKinnon. Yeah. To go to the Stanley I, Cup final. Oh, yes, fucking please. I
0: think it's great that McDryas Idol has... Uh, reached a new level, it seems like, in these playoffs.
1: Yeah, he's he's been great, too. He he has been great. And even, even defensively them, yeah. for, for Edmonton, they've been solid. They've been solid. We know that defensive play is not their strength at all, but they're a bend-don't-break sort of team, and, and they've bended a bunch, but they haven't broken.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the crazy thing is Mike Smith has done some really dumb shit in these playoffs, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't cost them a series so far.
1: No, no, it has not cost them at all. And he's, he again, I think that the difference has really been the fact that Markstrom has been below average and Mike Smith has been just Mike Smith. That's all Mike Smith has really had to be in this series is just be adequate. And that's going to be completely fine because Edmonton is a team that can score three, four, five a night and as long as you know, if you're scoring five, you better not you better not give up six, and you'll win the game.
0: Yep. And it's crazy because this is the the style of hockey that everybody says does not work in the playoffs, but it's
1: worked this year for sure. You run you run into the right opponent, it can work. Well, but yeah. the problem is the problem for Edmonton is going to be the style that they're playing against Calgary. If they do win that series. It's not going to work against Colorado. They're going to need to be way, way, way better than than they are right now because Colorado is just—they they are just a well-oiled machine. And this is assuming, of course, that Colorado do win that series, which I say I think they're going to, but that's with a very, very fine grain of salt.
0: Yeah, and if they make it far, if they make it past Colorado or St. Louis, going up against a goal like the goalies and the defenses in the Eastern Conference, we might end up seeing a redux of what happened against Winnipeg in 2020, in 2021.
1: I would die to see McDavid going up against Vasilevsky in a Stanley Cup final. I would die. That would be on. We must watch television. Yep. I mean, those two teams would
0: be fantastic. Like McDavid going up against Vasilevsky in Tampa's incredible defense. Uh, McDavid going up against Igor, or even going up against uh, Carolina's defense.
1: Not for me. I, I we'll get to Carolina in a minute. They just do nothing for me. Well, they're like a they're
0: a solid fundamental team. They, I don't know. They just they clog up the neutrals. It's weird. Carolina's weird. Let's just move to color move on to Carolina and the Rangers. Carolina's weird because they really have been two different teams at home and on the road. And I just don't know what it is. Is it really just the fact that they have the last line change and they're able to line match at home compared to on the road? That can't just be it.
1: No. No, they, they just have more of a comfort of being in their own building with with those kind of fans they, that they have down there. And they're able to play their game. They're able to, be able to dictate the pace of play. And then we all know that Carolina, they live and die off of being able to play a fast-paced, high-tempo sort of game. That's, the, that's what they do well. Play with pace, hit, forecheck, put pressure on. Just watching the, the, the game tonight. The Rangers had no time to do anything. I mean, Carolina was just suffocating pressing. them the entire night. They're literally gagging, pressing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And they're able to do that when they're on when they're on home ice with the crowd very much behind them. And, and they say, you know, home ice really doesn't mean anything. It absolutely does. It, home ice is everything, especially, you know, if you're, you know, you're tiring out and you need that last push, you know, the crowd's going to be able to give it to you. Where, I mean, the Rangers tonight, they just look slow. They looked tired. They looked lethargic. It was just, it was the worst game I I, I could probably say, not just in the playoffs, but of the season for the Rangers. They just looked, they looked dead. They looked absolutely dead. And I knew they were dead when Ryan Strom's goal was correctly, correctly ruled offside. He was pretty offside. He was Andrew Cop was
0: pretty offside.
1: Yep. Yep. His I entire have no, body was I have offside. No complaints. I have no complaints about that. That is the right call. I I can't be mad about that. I am the first one that will always want to shit on the refs every chance that I get because I think they all fucking suck. But with that being said, that is the correct call. The correct call was made. Andrew Cop was offside, and it just fucking sucks because, well— if we were up 2-1 at that point the game could be a lot different the game could be yes. the game could be a lot different and hell the series in general could be a lot different really cuz we had two chances to win a game down in carolina I was in game 1 and game 2 game 1 was was the one game we win game 1 we lose this game tonight we're still 3-2 going back to the MSG with a game to, to, with a potential clinching game on saturday or well, that that place is on fire the place is going to be on fire the place is going to be white hot and we potentially can win this, win this in six. Rangers in six, of course. The dream is dead. Dream is dead. We're gonna have to win uh, in Game Six, and we're gonna some, have to somehow find a way to win in Game Seven, if there is one, back in Carolina. And I just don't know how the fuck we're gonna do it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking hoping we find a way. I, I, I really, really am. And um, yep. By the way, the Warriors.
0: Closed out the Mavericks. So we have one team going to the NBA finals.
1: Love it. I will be hedging the fuck out of whomever wins in the Eastern conference for my, uh, my NBA champion bet. I do have uh, a significant amount of money on the Warriors that I placed back in January. So I'll right, be then. hedging the absolute fuck out of the winner of the Eastern conference, whoever that may be. All right.
0: Well, yeah. So I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, the Rangers need, Obviously, they need to win one game in Carolina if they win on Saturday at MSG. And, you know, winning at home is not as much of a problem. This play, like these playoffs, I think we're undefeated at home since the game one loss, basically.
1: Yep. I think we are.
0: And that's not, yeah, that's not a problem. But, you know, winning on the road has been tough. Even in Pittsburgh, you know games three and four were brutal in in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, and, with, and game six took a lucky bounce. Yep. Took it a took a bounce. It took it an to...
0: all-time gaff, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By Louis Domingue
1: Yep. I, I I mean at this point, as crazy, as crazy as this is to, to say, and I hope it doesn't happen in game six, just because I'm pretty good with Ronta starting in goal for game six. I hope we blow them out of the building in game six. And then Rod Brindamore has to make a decision on Freddie Anderson for game seven. And I, I would be okay with Freddie Anderson starting in game seven or Rancy Ronta because Ronta has been incredible when it's been in that building in in this series, he's been really, really, really good.
0: Well, the crazy thing is, I mean, part of it is like, it's a, it's, it'll be a rusty Freddie Anderson. And I don't think. Uh, Rod Brindamore would trust a rusty Freddie Anderson in the game seven. In, in the well, second Mike round. Sullivan
1: trusted a rusty Tristan Jari in game seven. Anything is possible.
0: I guess so, but I feel like the wasn't the break longer. Like Freddie Anderson's been out longer than yeah, uh,
1: Jari was, mm-hmm. or yeah. I think it said Freddie Anderson played in like eight weeks. I think it was. Yeah, it's different, and. Yeah. Also like this season
0: has been a different, it's been a different Freddie Anderson. This is not Toronto, Freddie Anderson where he just lets in easy goals on the first couple of shots. It just doesn't work that way anymore. No, he's been, he's been very good. Go ahead. No. Yeah. No, I was just saying he's been
1: very good. I was going to say that he's been for the, for when he was healthy, he was Vezina trophy consideration. Um, for a large part of uh, of the season, you know, if it wasn't for the play of of, of Igor throughout, um, it would be a much more wide open race for Vesna. But I mean Vesna, I mean Igor's going to walk away with it, isn't he? And but Freddie Anderson has been was great this year for for Carolina, and I'm hoping we see him in Game Seven because I don't want it to be Ronta because ronta has been really really good. Yep. And, and I fucking hate the against.
0: Part of it is Ronta has been very good. And the other part of it is that Carolina's defense has been suffocating and just, they well, just part of it's that. And then part of it's also the Rangers don't shoot all that much. And like the shots that they have gotten off just haven't been great. It's been, it's been very conservative,
1: very conservative from, from the Rangers point of view, because they're afraid of making the catastrophic mistake. But at this point, it's just like, what the fuck do you have to lose? but, I was doing this exercise before, and I think we could we can do this. Then we can uh, we can uh, call it here. So what I was doing is I was just going through the the Carolina roster, and I was just going through guys that I think we could use on this Rangers team. So let's just go. Uh, this is my list, and you can tell me whether or not you agree or disagree. Aho, yes. Obviously. Clearly. Yep. Domi, no. Nope.
0: Jesper Faust, yes. Desperately. We need a right winger.
1: hmm Seth Jarvis, yes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a really good player, Jarvis. Really, really good. Uh, Kotkiniemi. yes. Yep. Martinuk, yes. Yes. Martinuk, Martinuk actually was the one for me that I said, Absolutely 100% yes. Like he fits this team like a glove for intangibles
0: and especially intangibles. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's an assistant alternate captain for uh, Carolina and he's like the heart and soul of that team.
1: Bingo. Uh, Martin Nietzsche's eh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nita Ryder, no.
0: no, no. We already have Chris Ryder. Chris right. Ryder does right. what Need does. We have
1: pure we have a ton of pure goal scorers in this team. Uh I don't think we really need uh need that much. Uh Jordan Saul, yes. Yep. Jordan Saul, yes. Svechnikov, yes. Travinan, yes. Trochek, yes. That's nine.
0: Yep. And and, we, and any
1: anybody you disagree with?
0: Um did you go through any of the defensemen?
1: Not the defensemen yet. I'm just sticking okay. to the forward group for right now.
0: So for the forwards, no, I don't have any debate on
1: that. All right. Um, Ian Cole, no. No. Just because he's a a right-handed shot, and I would much rather have Braden Schneider over Ian Cole. So no, not for me. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, yes. Not really. Take personality out of the equation, Adam. I can't. Would Would he benefit this team with how well he moves the puck? On the on the offensive end and how good he is on the power play, did you see that pass he put on, right on the fucking tape for Vine? I don't want him. Yes, I would take t- Tony D'Angelo. Personal feelings aside, for him after this series aside, I would take Tony D'Angelo on this team if if we can accept the fact that he's not going to be the most shutdown guy in the world, but he's going to be. Adam Fox ish uh offensively. Just defensively, he's nowhere near Fox. That that's the main difference. Um Pesci. I said yes. But Pesci it,
0: does play really well with Brady Shea, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Brady Shea, also put in, into that equation as well. I would I would take Brady Shea back just because we need we need left hand left uh, handed defensemen. Yep. So I would take Brady Shea back. I would take Jacob Slavin in a heartbeat. That's 13 yep. guys right there. You wouldn't take Slavin or you would? I would. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you said you would. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I would also take Brendan Smith back because Brendan Smith's name is not Patrick Nemeth and fuck Patrick Nemeth. Yeah, absolutely. Two less years and $500,000 less. We could have had Brendan Smith for instead of Patrick Nemeth. Good yep. job, Chris. Good fucking job. We wouldn't have had to trade for Justin Braun either. Well, no, no, no. But the good news, the good news is, you trade the third round pick for Justin Braun because we're not fucking talking about Justin Braun. Have we complained about Justin Braun once? The only complaint I have with Justin Braun is
0: that he's wearing Rick Nash's jersey. Eh,
1: eh. That's that's being nitpicky, being nitpicky for me.
0: Well, I'm Um, just saying.
1: That's it. Five four Calgary. All righty. Blake Coleman just scored. Oh, uh, Blake Coleman. Good That's friend nice. Blake Coleman. Where are you, Barkley Goodrow? Uh,
0: poor, poor Barkley Goodrow. Hope Come he gets good. Gets well, get well soon. Come back, King. The last thing I want to say before this is Ilkai made the Scousers cry. And you love to see it. Yeah. I heard that chant on, uh, I think it was on Twitter and like one in like a bar in Manchester. And it's my new favorite Man City chant.
1: We'll see you soon, Gabby Jesus.
0: Apparently, Arsenal's looking to sign Alex Zinchenko too.
1: I have no idea why. I have no idea why. Yeah, it's I no thought fuck, you had the no best. I you
0: had the best left back in the Premier League or whatever the fuck.
1: We do. His name
0: is Kieran Tierney. Of course, unless you want to play midfield. No, he does.
1: He does do that. No, no, God no. Oh, good God no. Well, no, no. Zinchenko does. No, 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 no. I'm good, thank you. I'm good. There's a Germ- There's a German boy currently playing for Bayern Munich who has less than a year left on his contract and can't agree a new deal with Bayern Munich by the name of Serge Gnabry. Who also came up through the ranks at Arsenal? I thought he was French. No, he's German. Oh. Come home. Come home, Serge. Bring home Nabry. And who has said, and I quote, I would love to play for Arsenal again. All right. My guy. My guy. Anyway, what a, a game. A window of Aaron Hickey, Gabriel Jesus, Matt Turner, Austin Trusty, Yuri Tielemans, Serge Nabry. Take me to heaven. Just just take me. My soul. My soul can leave my body.
0: Well, you know, we have two new strikers now. And our newer striker scored six goals in Argentina. So you can have Gabriel Jesus.
1: Fine by me. Fine by me. I'll, I'll gladly take him.
0: I will be very happy with Erling Holland and Julian Alvarez.
1: Can't believe for Holland to be a flop. And by the way, we do need to wrap up this, this episode right now because the goal was disallowed. So oh it, is my currently goodness. Four, it is currently 4-4. Four, four.
0: So, oh my
1: God. Rapido, ayura
0: Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast. You can find all episodes where you get your podcasts. Okay. Okay. Made the Scousers cry. For my co-host at I am Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Please enjoy all we want tomorrow. we will be talking about next week. We'll be taking excellent notes for all of you. Bye-bye.